0: hi i'm holly and i am danielle and this is the spooky hour
1: boots and cats and boots and cats it's a remix (laughs) we don't even need our theme song anymore we'll just use that honestly you should i think we should less copyright issue um obviously lots of talent um hire us (laughs) Hi friends hey happy monday uh it's march when you're listening to this holy shit holy sugar tits Isn't i got an email march? it's march on monday march 1st wow yeah um i got an email at work reminding me of a march 5th deadline that was like great i got like three weeks and i looked at my calendar and um i don't have three weeks i have like two days so, <laughs> um, i had a fun morning at work that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> love that um
0: i got nothing going on it's quiet and boring up here same um like a year ago i was planning a saint patrick's day party it was supposed to be the best thing ever and then covid hit and then i was like we'll just do it next year it's fine guys and i'm not doing it this year
1: (laughs) i remember that so so bummed i think since i've known danielle i've only not spent like two saint patrick days with her Mm -hmm. maybe because her and stewart go so far out for st patrick's day like i'm talking like rainbow shots like they took like what was it like rainbow chew tape stuff like the, yeah, the, the... sweet sour candy whatever yeah and made like over the rainbow jello shots and like they i don't know they're really cute there's gold coins everywhere the so dip, it's my favorite the iron and i flag dip yeah the ireland flag dip that was adorable so um i pretend i'm an irish jew for the night and it's great and it's my favorite day ever and i remember planning last year i forgot about that i suppressed it (laughs) and now oh that's sad and i remember i remember when you canceled it too because we were no one knew what was happening like we had just got sent home from work we didn't know what was going on and you're like um i don't think we should have a party this weekend and you know in retrospect i wish we did yeah that would so probably I. Be the last party we had yeah because like <laughs> it was like because
0: my parent my parents are always there because my dad as everyone knows his parents are my grandparents from ireland so like it's a huge thing for us yeah and we just like to like exploit it and have fun um <laughs> yeah, just get drunk why not yeah so holidays are for so my parents were gonna be there everyone was gonna be there but i was like i don't want to risk my parents just in case So I was like, "We'll just do it next year," and now we're definitely not doing it this year. And no, now I'm just going to be sad and wear green and cry in my basement.
1: Fuck! I forgot it was even coming up. So that that says a lot. Yeah, Halloween was really sad for me. So October shit was opening up. Shit was looking really good in our province. We went apple picking, pumpkin picking, whatever the hell we did. Ghost hunting. ghost hunting like we actually got to see each other um, you stayed at my house yeah and we were i stayed at her house we were uh like we had like 80 cases in the entire province and that's like we're a big province yeah um and then a couple weeks after my birthday my birthday's at the beginning of october shit started getting rough again and i was like don't you dare don't you dare did was like we're gonna have to cancel halloween i was like no yeah <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> oh it's fine i did so I, yeah. um i hope to god we could celebrate this halloween because like i fucking hope something. so we need something we need something our first uh uh what's the word i'm looking for reunion is gonna be absolutely batshit insane that's all i'm saying
0: i'm making jello shots
1: there might not be a spooky hour podcast After the next time day. and yell, see each other yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we might be uh talking to you guys from the ouija board so. oh my god
1: the first ever fully ghost hosted podcast yeah i love that i'm kind of here for that we're making this a goal now can you imagine like we died and then we just like never came back as ghosts damn that would be like hand. the worst advertising ever <laughs> <laughs> that'd also be very embarrassing yeah (laughs) we come up with this great plan (laughs) god um we're in a weird mood today apparently yeah um that's about it we're just sad and ready for shit to be over so we can drink and have fun so hopefully everyone gets vaccinated real quick and we can start doing things because i'm telling you the world's not ready for us (laughs) no i'm not ready for us we're gonna end up like having like the best
0: reunion ever and then we're gonna end up coming up with like a new plague and it's gonna be our fault somehow <laughs> and the world is just gonna literally end
1: do you know what whatever we go out in a blaze of glory i'm yeah. okay with it <laughs>
0: everyone come to party first and then y'all can come to my house it'll be great uh,
1: but yeah i'm just stir crazy and bored that's my life right now that's it that's all i'm gonna say every week until i get out of my house
0: honestly the weather's starting to look a bit nicer, though. I
1: know. And I have noticed I am extremely less crusty this week because of the weather. Um, I was crusty yesterday because I did not sleep. That's different. But, like, I said good morning to people at work today. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but, no, it is nice to see the sun and we're more motivated to walk the dog when there's sun, so that helps.
0: And we live... Um... Like I've I've said before, I live right behind like a ravine creek sort of thing, and I'm starting to hear the birds and stuff like that. But now we hear oh, like the ravens nice. too. The ravens my favorite are so is loud.
1: The first robin of the oh season, my God, when yes. you hear the first robin, and you're like, oh,
0: it's spring. <laughs>
1: uh, and I'm not even like I hate the warm weather, but this like lousy smart weather like the weird in between i'm just like i can't do it man i'm depressed
0: (laughs) usually i like take myself up to
1: a Gonquin to make myself happier but i'm not even
0: allowed to do that now so no and
1: i've heard uh campsites are already like all booked for the summer already i mean i'm not not fucking surprised yeah i wanted to do a cottage maybe this summer but there's no point anymore because they're already booked
0: yeah we were gonna try to do some camping beforehand but like no, there's no point.
1: Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. I'm kind of hoping I have a friend with a cottage who will just like let me use their cottage for a weekend. Oh my God, we I can just...
0: camp in my backyard. It's kind of oh like let's a forest.
1: Do it. No, it's perfect.
0: I mean, we have a. There's a lot of possums and a lot of raccoons, and we've yeah. gotten... Whoa, oh God! I almost dropped my drink
1: on my computer. <laughs> um, and the coyotes. It'll be great. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so one small story before we start. Um, so I live. Uh in a fairly suburban area but it is quite close to the lakefront uh Lake Ontario and there's like all sorts of little creeks and stuff in the neighborhood and whatnot so there's wildlife yes don't get me wrong there is wildlife but we've been seeing like a lot of fox the last couple of years and they're super cute um i think i said on the podcast the one tried to follow his home i almost yeah. had a pet fox um so we were out the other morning i was out with a dog and our little fox friend was out and he said hi and i was like oh cute and i saw a woman walking with like a small dog and i was like hey just so you know like there's there's a fox out like he's pretty friendly but you have a small dog so be careful she's like oh hon i was just gonna tell you to get a stick there's a bunch of coyotes up there and i was like well fuck me <laughs> i haven't i have a big dog like he's 140 pounds but he's an absolute suck like he'll hide behind me if a dog barks at him so i was like yeah you're right i should get a stick but um that's never happened before in our neighborhood and just a small rant please stop tearing up every piece of land you can find that doesn't already have a building on it because now all these coyotes are probably going to be euthanized exactly so They're like they're like they were in the park like the children's park where children play on swings and stuff that's where they were
0: they have nowhere else to go because everyone's just and it's there's a casino being built in the area that's the big problem
1: that's the big issue since that since they started tearing up the casino we've had these like ungodly giant rats in our backyard oh, like when i say giant i like these, these things have to be at least 10 pounds like they're fucking huge i don't know how to explain them um uh we have cats and they're not outdoor cats but every once in a while they fucking sneak out on us and they kill the rats and leave them for my dog to play with so nice so so nice yeah okay. it's it's great uh, i was looking out the window one morning and i was like oh the dog's playing with a stick it was not a stick uh <laughs> <laughs> that's how big yeah, these just, rats are it looks like a i stick. just really really wish people would stop tearing up every ounce of land around here because it's like i know it's the wildlife is dangerous and whatnot but it's not their fault they didn't ask to lose their home exactly and i'm just sad so that's yeah that's my exciting story of the week i almost got eaten by coyotes
0: that's our sad rant for this week i don't have
1: rants that's it
0: that's it i guess we we'll us just get spooky let's get spooky um let's do it so this week i was really thinking about some carbs so what? yeah all i could think about was carbs and i was like guys you know story what, of my life you know what we're gonna talk about we're gonna carbs? talk about yeah the old spaghetti factory oh my god because <laughs> it's haunted as fuck you know that this is amazing <laughs> like the one in toronto no the one in vancouver oh. Oh one of them is haunted. This is the best yeah i was like guys i just want pasta and then i was like oh my god you know what's haunted that was my thought process i didn't week. know it was
1: haunted yeah. that's one of my favorite restaurants i've never been oh my god they have this option where you can like supersize your pasta oh let god. me tell you you're gonna be eating for the next three days that's perfect <laughs> that's exactly what i want and like unlimited breadsticks Oh, fuck me up! Just I spaghetti factory.
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure my parents have gone. Like everyone that I know has gone, except me. I'm pretty sure Stewart's even gone. It's really go. good,
1: and the decor is really cool. It's all like vintage, but like yeah. like there's a there's a merry go round in the middle of the room. Yeah, there's like a an old TTC streetcar in That's the middle like the of the room. That's like the one in can... um, Vancouver has the same thing. It's like a trolley. Yeah. yeah, and you can like sit in it and stuff. It's really really cool. If you're ever in Toronto and allowed to dine. It's right near the downtown core. It's right near the CN Tower. Check it out. Yeah. Pay me. Pay me at Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> so that's what- I'm we- so excited. Excellent. Yeah.
0: So one of them is haunted. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, so like I said, there's plenty of old spaghetti factories located across Canada and the US of A. I'm saying US of A for the rest of my life.
1: That's just it now.
0: That's just it. It's
1: another one going on a shirt when we yeah. get off our asses and do some merch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's just really fun and if it's like someone's mad at me for it or like offended by it just let me know and I'll stop saying it but
1: it's the United States of America yeah so US
0: of a duh so I believe there are even some like across the pond like in the UK um so even though they're all like the same name the ones in Canada are owned by like a completely like separate company um so like one company owns the ones in the States another owns in Canada but essentially they're all the old spaghetti factory um so like holly said we have one here right in our city in toronto um i wrote in brackets i've never been because i like to torture myself and not let myself do fun things
1: <laughs> not anymore not after this pandemic we're gonna so much sp- spaghetti after this pandemic yeah, I'm gonna, frankie I'm so tomatoes right. was still open i'm telling you
0: <laughs> oh my god i would r.i.p
1: <laughs> i
0: like i thought i gained weight during covid uh-uh wait until the spaghetti post covid
1: oh boy just wait all of the restaurants we haven't been to oh boy i'm ready for it i'm here for it
0: keeps me warmer in the winter um (laughs) (laughs) i'm like a bear i need to hibernate (laughs) um so we're gonna talk about the old spaghetti factory that's located in gastown vancouver so gas the Gastown location opened up in 1970 and has been in operation since. They so they celebrated their 50 years in March 2020, like so before COVID shut the world down. Um, and on that day, they actually put their prices back to like the 1970 prices oh, for a I day.
1: Remember that? Yeah, yeah.
0: So you could like get a full main meal for two dollars.
1: That's really cool. I really like that, but it's also really fucked up to think about inflation rates. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. But like
0: it's absolutely insane Like, you so know, what you- pasta
1: i would buy for two dollars I'd, I'd order like every one of everything off the menu yeah i'm not even kidding <laughs> I, w-
0: I have a deep freezer in my basement you guys that's what set. it's there for absolutely yeah. um so inside this restaurant they actually have a trolley car so i didn't know if the toronto one has one too so mm. vancouver has one it's number 53 the streetcar was actually part of the british columbia electric railway company's fleet um so it was in use from 1904 to about 1957 when they were all decommissioned. So this spaghetti factory is located in British Columbia, British Columbia if I didn't say that before.
1: Um
0: if you don't know where Vancouver is. Uh, <laughs> number 53 was installed in the restaurant in 1969, so just before it opened up, which I find pretty neat. Um I believe like I said there's tables and seats inside this trolley car, car where you can sit. Um apparently it's like really difficult to secure these spots because everyone wants it is, them yeah but like
1: that's hella cool yeah um, i've never sat in them really never i would like throw a temper tantrum and be like i am sitting right there i demand i'm pretty sure people like like you have to like reserve them
0: oh i i guarantee it Absolutely yeah guarantee
1: it it's not any more special than a regular table it's just it's just there <laughs> you're
0: gonna want to sit in this one in vancouver if you like ghosts though oh okay yeah so this brings me to our first ghosty restaurant restaurant fuck me our first ghosty resident (laughs) (laughs) in the old spaghetti factory so the ghost is of a uh train conduct tram conductor i think trollies are called tram conductors um so this conductor is mainly seen inside this trolley car inside the restaurant now it's uncertain whether this conductor spirit came with the trolley itself um or was already a resident at the building so the trolleys never like rode underground like in toronto they would go underground here Mm -hmm. um but they don't in vancouver like they never did um but there is a theory that this gentleman was killed in a collision on an underground rail line located that that's right underneath the restaurant. So it wouldn't necessarily involve the trolley car. Um, so however, again, um, they didn't run underground. So I'm kind of leaning towards the spirit being attached to the trolley itself. Um, so it's been common to see this conductor at night after closing. Many staff members say they've seen him sitting in one of the tables inside the trolley car. He usually is always in the same spot he also likes to move the place settings around and when you sit there there's also people have experienced like um cold spots in the trolley as well Mm -hmm. so your normal ghosty stuff so that'd be actually kind of cool like imagine be like i would like um some spaghetti with a side of ghost
1: (laughs) i would i did not know that one was haunted and now i want to go to vancouver even more
0: yeah right another reason
1: to visit vancouver just from spaghetti factory
0: um, yeah <laughs> um so the second resident ghosty is known as the little red man or lukey lou i don't oh. know where he got this name from um the spirit um honestly my i wrote it i'm like the spirit just sounds like an annoying asshole to me because <laughs> i think he is um so some believe he's a leprechaun who is like <laughs> attached to an artifact that is in this restaurant
1: a leprechaun at an italian restaurant yeah <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> I think he's lost.
1: Do Italians have like their own version of a leprechaun? I, I'm just picturing like a little man in like a chef hat or something.
0: Oh my god! Like be- beating someone up with like a breadstick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. Instead of like the end of the rainbow finding gold, you find like breadsticks. Whoa, that's actually. I would get on that train to me. Yeah, gold? Like, yeah. I would rather have that than gold. <laughs> um so this place has like a shit ton of like weird artifacts and relics in it um so they kind of all have the same aesthetic vibe throughout like canada because you said they were have yeah. the same sort of thing um but i can definitely see this kind of stuff like attracting spirits and or bringing spirits in especially if it's like a haunted relic or or uh, artifact um so anyways this little red man he is supposed to be very mischievous he has red hair he's dressed in a red shirt and red long johns i'm guessing his favorite color is red (laughs) he is known um to wander the restaurant and call out staff members by their names especially in the kitchen yeah um he also likes to prank women in the ladies washroom and this is why i think he's an asshole um (laughs) and one incident two ladies saw this man Um, like come out of one of the stalls in the ladies washroom he um looked at them laughed and walked through the bathroom door
1: oh my god
0: yeah so again no one knows why he's like in this restaurant and why he haunts it but he just sounds like a little shit um he also will like sneak peeks while you're like doing your business in the washroom (laughs) what a little pervert (laughs) i would like drop kick this little ghost I don't even care is it it
1: like is it like a child it
0: sounds almost childlike they don't say he's like a child but it sounds like immature (laughs) yeah very fucking immature yeah also get out of the ladies washroom go bug the men yeah that's gross so weird um in 2012 a waitress working at the restaurant saw a ghost of a little boy so there are kid ghosts here um she was helping close up the restaurant for the night and was resetting some tables when a little boy ran past her so obviously the place is closed so she's like what the fuck why is there a kid here that's exactly what went through her mind and that's exactly (laughs) what she said
1: i believe it yeah
0: so she followed him he ended up running under a table that was located at the back wall of the restaurant so he was under the table and when she lifted the like the tablecloth to look at him um he turned around and looked at her. His eye sockets were apparently empty.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah. Um so she freaked the fuck out, rightfully so, and took off to like her manager, or boss, whoever was on the floor. Um apparently she quit on the spot. Yeah. She was like no, absolutely. Bye. I know um, for a fact they wouldn't pay enough. <laughs> no, hell no. Um in 2015 A waitress, another waitress, had a very similar encounter with this little boy. Uh, She was closing. He ran by. She followed, and he hid under the exact same table in the back of the restaurant. She said he was in a wool jacket and corduroy pants, wearing a flat cap. Um, She went to get her manager. When she got back with this manager, the boy was gone. However, the place settings on the table were all piled into the middle of the table, even though they had already been put out. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, little shit <laughs> yeah. So this little kid ghost is known for doing this. He is said to be responsible for even bending cutlery on the tables and rearranging them at the back of the restaurant. There have even been times where chairs were placed onto the tables, which weren't like that at the time of closing. So when they open up the next morning, there's just chairs on top of the table. Um, so they think it could be this little boy, but like that's just something else that's really fucking weird. I'd be pissed. <laughs> like imagine like i this, this i'm guaranteed this place is massive because you have to oh yeah they're pretty big yeah. yeah massive and like having to set everything coming into like chairs on the table bent color i'd be like what the hell <laughs>
1: like what the It'd hell be like, put it back put right it
0: back right I'm, I'm not touching
1: it you fix it yourself <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> you live here rent-free asshole put it back <laughs> so a customer had also seen this little boy or so she claims um so she was in a booth at the back of the store or sorry at the back of the restaurant and saw this little boy spitting around on one of the columns she noticed this in a mirror so there was a mirror at her table and she noticed mm. the little boy spinning when she turned over to look at that spot the boy wasn't there and when she turned Ugh. back he was there
1: oh god that's <laughs> so creepy that's so
0: fucking creepy i'd be like i'm gonna take my spaghetti to go.
1: So far, all of this sounds like a uh, horror movie jump scares. Yeah. Kid with no eyes. <laughs> um, kid in a mirror.
0: <laughs> That's just a leprechaun that spies at you in the bathroom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one's a shitty horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now,
0: this one isn't too long, you guys. But, like, I just couldn't stop thinking about carbs. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so now, a psychic had visited the the restaurant and said this little boy's name is actually edward so maybe this was like cullen? edward cullen when he was a kid ah, and- yes <laughs> i was waiting for the twilight joke. Yeah. <laughs> um so this is this is probably what he did pre-vampire so now he has to live with this for he just
1: he just fucked around on this beginning yeah. <laughs> i mean um uh forks is like
0: below vancouver so i mean but wasn't like he born in like the 1800s Shh. It made sense, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, this psychic also stated that some of the artifacts in this restaurant do have spirits attached to them, which I said earlier. Um, But they all, uh, sorry, but she also said that um, she thinks there's a vortex located at the back of the restaurant. His vortex is basically a spirit portal that opens um, in another dimension, allowing these spirits to come through. So, they don't necessarily need to be attached to this location or something in the building. They can just, like, waltz on through this vortex, stir up some shit, and leave.
1: (laughs) Which is exactly what I hope to do as a ghost.
0: Right? That'd be really cool. Like once you die and you're like you can haunt shit and stuff imagine like being able to see like random vortexes everywhere and be like i'm gonna go haunt this place tonight and just yeah and you just like
1: you just decide like okay i want to go haunt in thailand and you hop through that vortex and yeah like, and yeah i hope that's what it's like
0: that'd be so cool i'm gonna
1: travel more post-death than i did yeah. in life. <laughs> <laughs> at least it'll be free yeah no it's true <laughs> so
0: um and we've said this before and we'll say it again kid ghosts are the creepiest they are yeah so, obviously, there's also a little girl spirit in the restaurant as well. Um, she's known to sit at one of the tables in the front window. She's seen holding a balloon, and she's also known to talk to people. Um, apparently, one of the managers had a conversation with her, like a long conversation. Oh. Yeah, because he thought she was, like, lost. She's like, are you okay? Like, where are your parents?
1: That's always the creepiest when you hear stories. Like, there's... um it's probably like an old tale because i remember hearing it as a kid but it's like a man at a bus stop kind of thing and he gives this person all this like life advice and stuff and then they get on the bus and they look and there was no one there the whole time
0: oh my god yes
1: yeah i there's it's something like that i remember hearing it as a kid but that has always fucked me up
0: <laughs> and like it always always makes you think like if you ever like came across in that like situation and you like go to leave and you're, like am i gonna see you like two seconds like are you gonna vanish are you real? yeah like are you my spirit
1: guide or there's like oh my god there was one where like someone was in a hospital talking to someone and then they walked by and they saw that person on life support kind of thing oh my god i remember that i think that's the creepiest it's like it's not chilling yeah it's it's not even scary it's almost like sad i think is the word like it's just like i don't know it's just chilling
0: and also it's also kind of like uncomfortable because like you just spoke to someone who's dead but they're they're there you and like, do they know
1: they're dead if they're just sitting exactly. there having a conversation with you?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's sad. You just made it way more sad now Sorry. that I think that way. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. <laughs> I'm going to start crying, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a lie. I don't even think you have tear ducts. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think I do either.
0: It's very true. <laughs> um, This little girl um, said to this manager that she was looking for her mother and they so they were concerned so they notified other staff members to be like let's find this girl's mom um and when he went back to the table she was gone no one knows who she is but people see her all the time and it's the same situation all the time people will talk she's to her, her mom. she's looking for her mom she's holding a balloon and that's it oh
1: so sad that makes me sad I, know. I wonder it makes you feel like she was kidnapped or something you right? know what i mean Uh
0: and do you think she like went into the vortex just to get away? Or maybe no, she got lost in the vortex? If, like,
1: oh, maybe. I was thinking more like she was in the area of the restaurant, like shopping with her mom or something, because I assume it's also like downtown Vancouver. And then like, I don't know, got kidnapped on the street or something and killed and like is That's now your just, true, like, crime that is true crime brain. That is my true crime brain. Yeah. But it's just like stuck there being like, Where's my mom? I lost my mom. That's, That's so yeah. sad yeah sorry guys i'm not i'm so fun wow. <laughs> so fun
0: <laughs> but those are the four ghosty residents that take up the old spaghetti factory in vancouver
1: that's so fun i for one love this because the spaghetti factory is my favorite i'll see if i have any pictures because i took pictures when i went because it looks so freaking cool and then maybe we could just post those yeah that'd be perfect same.
0: <laughs> and then um i just want to go there to be able to have dinner with this guy that haunts the trolley
1: yeah He sounds, like, fun. He sounds like a good time. Right? He's just chill. I wonder if the Toronto one has any ghost stories. I'm going to message them on Facebook (laughs) Okay. So we just found this out. Um, Are you guys also haunted?
0: Because they have, like, random fucking artifacts in there. And it doesn't take much to, like, have those have like spirits attached to them and
1: i'm sure some of them are authentic like i like i don't believe the merry-go-round is authentic but like i believe like maybe like a picture on the wall or like a yeah. mirror or something like it could have something i don't know it's a really cool spot though if you guys are ever in toronto or apparently vancouver is it a um, working
0: <laughs> merry-go-round
1: no oh, no bummer. like uh i i think you just it's like the same thing you sit it's not even a full merry-go-round i think it's just like you step up like there's like two steps i'm moving from the mic oops um there's like two steps and then it's like flat and then they just kind of have like the horses and stuff around the tables and chairs with like the cover oh, like okay. it's not like it, like it wouldn't spin Could you um, imagine like ha- having
0: sp- like it actually spins
1: you're so there just trying to eat your pasta <laughs> <laughs> it's like those rotating restaurants yeah. in niagara falls like i get nauseous oh my god i get so sick <laughs> carl always wants to go there and i'm like no i don't like heights like... <laughs> that doesn't sound fun to me no well, that was fun. I fucking loved that. And I also fucking love carbs. So excellent job. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So, I guess that means it's my turn. Um, I am doing a case today that was suggested to me by Kate. Hi, Kate. uh, she suggested I look into Dr. Harold Shipman, who's uh, apparently known- Like shit or ship? (laughs) I wish it was shit because he is shit, but no. Ship, like the boat. Um, I'm going to say shit because it's better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, he's really well known in England, but I had never heard of him. And he's kind of known as an angel of mercy killer. However, in my research, I found found out that not necessarily true if you're going by the textbook definition and we'll get there in a second but thanks kate for this this was um i i don't want to say fun to look into but uh it was interesting no she means fun, this was fun. i meant fun <laughs> <laughs> so harold frederick shipman was born in nottingham England. <laughs> uh it's the only i think that's the only time i say his name so uh i think we're done with the 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 shits for now damn it (laughs) um so he was born in nottingham england uh he was the second of four children belonging to vera and harold shipman i lied i said it again um so it's said that vera was quote domineering but chose harold as her favorite child and treated him differently from the others uh this gave him a sense of superiority that made maintaining relationships difficult throughout his life um so this kind of makes me think of like sheldon from the big bang theory because he thinks he's like better than everyone and like no one really likes him so that's what i'm picturing this guy is like where he just thinks people like sheldon people deal with sheldon (laughs) i love love big bang theory fight me (laughs) Um show. I I I deal with big bang theory <laughs> i think it's carl Carl likes it i don't maybe i'm too dumb for it
0: Um, it's just funny we're like the pennies of the big Bang theory yeah and i think that's why i don't like it oh my gosh (laughs) um
1: so yeah uh so he he had this very like holier-than-thou attitude and it it was it started through like school age like he had a very hard time making friends even in like grade school so his mother was diagnosed with lung cancer when harold was in his teens Uh, he volunteered to care for her throughout her her final years and he was in charge of administering her morphine doses uh it was noted that harold was fascinated with watching his mother's pain subside with each dose um remember this for later on in the episode so he cared for his mother until her death on june 21st 1963 when harold was only 17 years old
0: that's really young that's so sad very
1: young um, her death inspired uh, Harold to become a doctor because he, he cared for her as in her hospice care and whatnot, and he was good at it. So he enrolled in classes at Leeds University Medi- Medical School uh, two years after receiving a scholarship. He still struggled to maintain relationships, but he did somehow manage to snag himself a lady. He married 17-year-old Primrose when he was 19, and she okay. was five months pregnant with their first child. Oh, Very scandalous. That. That. Uh, fun fact, my nana and papa did that. <laughs> really? My nana was 16. My papa was, I think, 20. <laughs> my parents were nine years apart, so I can't even say anything. They were married for like 65 years, okay? It works sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes um, it just but does no, work. I think I might have talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know. But uh, their wedding picture, uh, she has her bouquet in front of her stomach. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, because I guess like back then, everyone's like, you have to be married to have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It was very bad back then. But I mean, they went on to have like four kids and now I'm here. So, yay. So, by 1974, uh, Primrose and Harold had two children and Harold was working at a medical practice in Todmorren, Yorkshire. Yorkshire? 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 Um, i just think of the food so i know that's what i thought about too um so he worked there as a family practitioner um during his time there he became addicted to a painkiller called pethidine his colleagues at the clinic caught him when they found prescriptions for large doses of the drug and as a result he was fired and sent to rehab uh he received a fine and a forgery charge for the fake prescriptions and that was his first brush with the law so he didn't do anything outlandishly bad he just kind of like developed a drug problem um which is like you don't want your doctor to have a drug yeah, problem yeah so. you probably don't want to do that and he was starting to write illegal prescriptions and stuff it just it was going down a bad path And yeah. he fixed it for a little bit um in 1977 harold found work again as a general practitioner at Donnybrook brook medical center in hyde where he gained a reputation as being a hard-working and well-liked doctors from patients and colleagues alike however some of the junior staff there said he was still the same arrogant prick he was in high school i wrote arrogant prick like that too I, that's great i don't like him apparently <laughs> um so i think he still had somewhat of that superiority complex like he was very different with his colleagues versus those uh below him okay. in, in the job rank um Always a few years those. yeah, yeah. every one work those. has ones. dude there's there's some people at my work for like the first year that i worked there were goddamn miserable to me and now they're like no oh, hey good morning and it's like i I remember my first year here yeah i remember every single word that you said to me that was degrading (laughs) um so a few years into his career a local undertaker confronted harold about something suspicious that he had discovered what's an undertaker um i'm pretty sure it's just a person who works at the funeral home oh okay it's i don't think it's the person who does the autopsy but i think they do something with the body okay i don't know Someone they do something me. something <laughs> they do something with dead people that's about all, all i know um so i honestly i think it might be just a british term because i did use a british article for my research so it might just be a british term for a uh, autopsy technician okay. Corner, thank you thank okay. you coroner um i don't know someone tell me <laughs> so i just uh, feel like a, i'm only
0: asking because like that's a cool job name i'm an undertaker
1: well, and i think of the wrestler undertaker you don't google him he's big and scary my Um, dad would be so disappointed but no i don't know who that is oh my god um i only know because carl now i'm googling what an undertaker actually is because you've got me curious i'm sorry we're doing another research while we podcast (laughs) this is why you like us (laughs) this is why google exists um oh yes right okay so they do the um the prep work so they put on the clothing and stuff like that okay um gross still Um, (laughs) job name though yeah um, so he confronted Harold with something suspicious. Uh, it seemed as though Harold's patients were dying at an alarming rate and were all found in the same position, fully clothed and sitting up. Harold assured him nothing was odd about the deaths, but another colleague, Dr. Su- Susan Booth, noticed similarities and raised her own concerns. She contacted the coroner's office, who then contacted the police. An official investigation was launched, but they discovered that all of Harold's records were, like, in order. Like, all of his medical notes and stuff all made sense. Okay. And he was cleared of any wrongdoing at that time. So, However, like, ever... But he's a general practitioner, right? So, like, were people just coming into his office and, like, just dying in a he chair? He did. He did a lot of home visits uh, and he had a lot of like elder. I should have explained that further. You are correct. Um, So it was a lot of home visits and stuff. Uh, So a lot of the patients that died were at home. Okay. Uh, Okay. And uh, I think I mentioned this later, but a lot of them died within a few hours of a visit from their doctor. So um (laughs) definitely not suspicious at all. (laughs) Yeah. um so they did an inquiry um however it's noted that this inquiry did not contact the general medical council or look into harold's criminal record which would have revealed his prior charge for the forged prescriptions now that doesn't necessarily mean he's a murderer but i think they would have looked into him a little more if they were aware of his criminal background yeah um
0: especially if he's able
1: to forge prescriptions. prescriptions he can forge other documents Mm, we're getting there (laughs) oh i'm piecing it together (laughs) you sure are um harold's reputation as a kind caring family doctor seemingly erased any suspicion the investigation may have caused and it was swept under the rug fairly quickly his name wasn't brought up again until 1998 more than 20 years into his career kathleen grundy who was a 81 year old rich ass widow was found dead in her home on june 24th 1998 she was old yes but she was very active for her age apparently and an over overall great health according to her family dr harold shipman who paid her a visit earlier that day Hmm. harold told kathleen's daughter her uh, her name's angela woodruff uh, that an autopsy wasn't necessary as her mother was simply old and died of natural causes she complied and her mother was buried without one see i would never ever no matter what like
0: i if you got hit by a car i'd still make you get a fucking autopsy because i'm so
1: paranoid absolutely uh and i I don't know some some people choose not to um i know someone who they just did like a a once over kind Mm -hmm. of thing they didn't open up or anything like that because they were like fairly certain they knew what happened um but yeah if it's even like a little bit suspicious please do an autopsy (laughs) yeah like
0: with my like instance of my papa i'm not gonna get too much detail about it but he died way before his age and i believe he was murdered anyways um (laughs) they didn't do an autopsy on him and i have been so fucking bitter about it because i was only like i was young so my voice didn't matter at that time so it's like yeah it's like do an autopsy even if you don't think anything's wrong still fucking get one
1: so similar situation uh my papa also died in a suspicious circumstance and we had an autopsy done and it, like we we knew what had happened but i still i w- i want to launch an investigation but like my mom is very much like don't do that yeah um but Same i would like mine. to um it yeah i don't wanna, again i don't want to get too much into it but yeah i would like to one day we will follow our dreams and and get to the bottom of things but it is not this day yeah um, we'll get so there. <laughs> In a somewhat lucky twist of events, Angela is a lawyer, Ooh. and she was in charge of her mother's affairs. She was quite surprised to find a second and brand spanking new will that had been drawn up by her mother without her knowledge. This new will left the majority of Kathleen's assets to her doctor, Harold. Like, uh, Angela- why do you think, like? If you're
0: a doctor, you're pretty fucking smart. So, You'd like, think, right? why? <laughs> why would any normal family member be like oh she's gonna leave her money to my doctor that makes so much sense yeah like,
1: what side note did you see the lady who died in Peterborough and left all of her money to the animal shelter i did not oh my god she donated seven hundred thousand dollars to the animal shelter that's so amazing she was a volunteer there that played with the cats
0: oh my god
1: I'm Again. Oh, i'm not
0: actually crying but i cried when i first found out that's fucking amazing though
1: yeah, I can't I wish I remembered her name, but she had volunteered there for like uh, like 10 years or something like that and just decided to leave her life savings to them. Um so look, sometimes I have good news. Uh <laughs> so yeah, new will surprise Harold. Uh Angela knew right away that something was wrong. Uh initially she thought that the will was fake. Uh she called the police where Detective Superintendent Bernard Postles also came to the same conclusion. They both believe that Kathleen was murdered for her assets by her own doctor uh kathleen's body was then exhumed and a post-mortem revealed that she'd actually died of a morphine overdose and obviously not at all of natural causes not even close Uh, (laughs) the examiner noted that the dose uh was administered within three hours of her death and guess what time harold went to visit kathleen Hmm. uh shortly after this discovery harold's home was raided by police and they seized medical records an odd collection of jewelry and an old typewriter which was later linked to kathleen grundy's fake will um police quickly came to the conclusion that kathleen was just the first of many victims spanning throughout his entire career i ran out of air there um They placed priority on the cases that would uh, be the easiest to reopen. So, victims who were buried and those who died after home visits from the doctor were the first that they looked at. So, a large number of Harold's patients were cremated at the recommendation of the doctor. Uh, He would draw up fake medical records to present... Uh, to the families quote proving that the deaths were natural and uh insisting that they didn't need autopsies or investigations and he would press them into cremation in order to cover up what was really happening and um so a lot of people like my first thought was like why the fuck would they just say no i don't want to cremate them but when you're in that state like i remember like when my mom was having to deal with my dad's funeral and stuff like she had no idea where the fuck she was half the time yeah exactly you know what i mean I like like we had to go with her to the funeral home to pick out, like, the sandwiches and stuff because she was ready to spend, like, $50,000 on whatever they showed her. Like, she was just like, yeah, sure, I don't care. I don't care. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, like, like so, you just lost your loved one. Like, you're yeah, not thinking that someone's out to, like, steal the yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. So, a lot of these people actually uh, went against their loved one's wishes with a cremation. So, like, their loved one left wishes saying i would like to be buried i would like to do this and the doctor would be like cremate them and the family would listen do you know if, so it, there's... if it's in the will you can't do that it's illegal i didn't know that
0: yes your will is a binding document. i know you can contest the will but i feel like you have to have a good reason Like yeah, you would have to like if something like like that like cremation and stuff like that they wouldn't be able to prove that yeah like good luck. i don't know. unless you have, like a voice yeah. recording of someone going like
1: yeah <laughs> yeah please cremate me yeah um so yeah he th- there's a lot of uh again fucked up layers to this fucked up onion um so after several bodies were exhumed and post-mortems were completed police were able to charge dr harold chipman with 15 counts of murder oh, on shit. september 7th 1998 just three short months after the death of kathleen so it only took them three months to find this many cases where they were like okay no he for sure killed them um he, he also got the
0: wrong family <laughs>
1: absolutely i love this angela woman she uh i wish i spoke about her more but i didn't want to go on too long but she like she fought for this like if it weren't for her they wouldn't have found all of these other cases good for her um he also got another charge of forgery for the fake will for a nice little cherry on top there um the investigation revealed that harold would alter his medical records shortly after killing his victims so that his notes would match up with the physical evidence which is why everything seemed fine when police originally got his records uh he got away with this for decades but failed to realize that computers which is like new to him because he started Mm pre-computers um they place a stamp on the records showing the date and time of every edit done to the file this means police could easily see that harold was changing the records sometimes within a few hours of a death taking place even though like you know maybe the ambulance had not come yet kind of thing like yeah. the body hadn't been discovered yet he was updating the files um so police were only able to charge him with 15 murders but the records would show that it's possible that he murdered upwards of 260 people throughout his career holy fuck but because so many were cremated they were ne- never able to confirm these are they just uh i guess assumed based on like a his pattern uh B the medical records when they were changed etc cetera, etc cetera. um so that, 260 people that's fucking crazy he yeah i could be wrong but i think that's the the uh largest death count in the uk for like a serial killer but unfortunately he was not like they weren't able to charge him with all of them yeah. because they weren't able to exhume the bodies um what so a his, yeah His, it's so sad that we can't dig up dead bodies. Harold's trial began on October 5th, 1999. The prosecution claimed that he had killed the 15 patients because he enjoyed exercising control over life and death and rejected claims of him him being a so-called angel of mercy. And this is what I mean about uh, what I said earlier, where, like, I don't quite think he is an angel of mercy. Um, So as you know, in angel of mercy cases, the killer actually shows compassion in their fucked up little way and think that they're doing their victims a favor by ending their lives. Whereas uh, the prosecution in this case believed that that harold killed because of his long-standing superiority complex he liked having control he liked um uh going back to he liked watching his mother's pain subside on the medication yeah. um and that was something that was talked about a lot in the article that he he openly told people like he loved uh like his mother would be you know you're in pain your face is all screwed up he would give her the shot and he would love watching like her face soften and all of that kind of like very weirdly into morphine um, and it's
0: like what people say like he's just trying to like play god at
1: that point that's exactly it yeah and that's to me not an angel of mercy yeah um, so the prosecution presented evidence including the post-mortem results in which morphine overdoses were the cause of death in almost every single one of his patients um, a police computer and analysis uh, then testified how harold had altered the computer records to create uh, symptoms that his dead patients never had uh, and again in most cases within hours of their death so uh, he would see that they died i don't know let's say they had trouble breathing shortly before they died he'd be like evidence of of lung problems on their records mm-hmm. to to make it make sense um which like in theory was a good idea i guess um the prosecution also had various family members of the victims take the stand for questioning, uh, throughout the child, the same, the child <laughs> <laughs> throughout the trial, the same theme seemed to arise from all of the different families. Harold showed them a lack of compassion, disregard for the family's final wishes for the victim and would apparently put very little effort into CPR or any other life-saving measures at the time of the victim's passing. Um, one case, apparently he did like two chest compressions. I was like, eh, They're dead. Like in front of the family.
0: <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah.
1: So, uh, one more detail arose that left the courtroom stunned. And honestly, this one made my stomach turn, and it's not even that gross. It's just fucking rude. Um, Harold would dial 911 in front of the family and allegedly request EMS assistance. However, phone records would later prove that no 911 calls were ever placed in any of the deaths. He faked it to keep up his story in front of the victims' families.
0: Wouldn't as like a wouldn't you be like where's the EMS at one point?
1: So um he would cancel them after the victim died.
0: Cancel oh, in, in okay. quotes.
1: So he would dial nine one one, do his half ass CPR, and they'd be like, oh they're dead. Let me just cancel it and like call and tell. What a quote, Tell them not to. But really, there's zero phone records, zero nine one one records. He has never called nine one one. Yeah, that made me sick. That's um, disgusting. Harold did take the stand for himself but it didn't really do anything to help his case apparently he was arrogant and acted like he didn't give one single shit the entire time he was on the stand uh the judge yeah this is another case where like the judge spoke directly to him and was like you're a dick um he didn't say that but i know he wanted to (laughs) (laughs) he was caught in lies several times while he was on the stand and he would just sort of shrug them off when the uh the prosecution would point them out um so he didn't care at all yeah no after a lengthy trial that was obviously not going in Harold's favor, he was officially charged on January 31st, 2000, with all 15 counts of murder. He was sentenced to 15 consecutive life sentences and an additional four years for the uh, the forged documents um, which i thought was funny um 15 consecutive life sentences and four and years. then four years <laughs> um so unfortunately on january 13th 2004 harold was discovered hanging in his prison cell at wakefield having used bed sheets to tie to the window bars of his cell uh, unfortunately That's justice so was cut short for the families in this case like i'm glad he was caught in all of that but i'm super not a fan of that ending um so to finish this off, an inquiry was launched within the medical community to determine just how this all went down. Uh, during this inquiry, 500 cases were open, and uh, this is how they term- determined that uh, he may have killed up to 260 victims. Uh, it was also discovered that his first victim was most likely killed just a few months after he started practicing medicine back in 1971. The alleged victim was a 67-year-old woman named Margaret Thompson. Um, so this got me thinking, like, how many victims did he have prior to becoming a doctor did he kill his mother did he just start because he was a doctor like
0: yeah you know this
1: is you know a lot <laughs> you don't just kill sixty like, people and not have like a backstory so i i don't know i started thinking a lot about like his his mom and you know i know she had lung cancer but like i wonder if he tested the morphine a little bit too much one night kind of thing
0: I could definitely see. Yes.
1: that. I mean that's literally his mo. Yeah. So I, I wonder if there's uh, more than we know in this case. If there's more possible victims, just because like it's it's very strange that you would just become a doctor and then start killing. You know. Yeah, you just don't wake up one morning and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? Be a doctor and also kill and people. kill people. Yeah. <laughs> like. So that's I. I- there's definitely a backstory there we just don't. i know want it. to know more but unfortunately uh he's no longer with us so there's not going to be any prison cell interviews <laughs> yeah that's annoying so yeah that's um that. that's dr harold shitman as danielle likes to call him Shit-twin. thank you again kate for suggesting that that was a wild ride um i was gonna say that i've never heard of that yeah
0: in this case i mean i don't hear a lot of them but like <laughs> this one is like 200 over 200 yeah and i had possible. never heard of him it's
1: wild um so yeah if you guys want to keep crazy. sending us shit that you want us to research by all means this has been fun so far
0: <laughs> yeah this has been crazy
1: and yeah that's it man that's it for the night i guess come hang out with us this week or i guess, yeah i shouldn't say night it's night for us right now but for all i know it's 9 a.m right there when you're listening to this
0: yeah um if you want to come discuss this crazy fucking case that is clearly not an angel of mercy killer <laughs> um you can find us on instagram it's a a it's a i don't know i just like i don't know no, a is what it. we need <laughs> yeah we do need that um it's a spooky hour podcast you can find us on twitter at spooky hour and you can email us at the spooky hour podcast 666
1: at com. that's it ma'am that's it come be our friend have a wonderful happy march March. spring is around the corner seasonal depression is at its its final days we got this you guys (laughs)
0: yeah we're almost there the birds are chirping
1: they're they're trying we're we're getting there this is us trying to be positive we're trying guys
0: (laughs) the birds also need aa
1: uh have a good week and stay spooky friends stay spooky bye. bye